Hello and welcome to the MPGP podcast. Murders per gallon of popcorn. I'm Haley. I'm Craig. Yay. <laughs> Dude, I still think we need to do some fucking merch because I don't know if y'all know this, but Craig designs every single cover and Craig is also an artist as we have mentioned in other podcasts, and I think that Craig needs to use his skills that kills <laughs> <laughs> and make some fucking merch for MPGP. I feel like I could rework one of the covers into a cool t-shirt. Ooh, a fun thing could be um, we could ask like on instagram or something follow us on instagram mpgp underscore podcast um we could ask on instagram like which cover or like which like what they want to be like a t-shirt basically we could like post all the covers and be like which one i personally think that um the Jason Takes Manhattan cover is pretty sick. That would be an amazing But I shirt. would want to rework it. I would honestly just redraw it and make it more graphic yeah. to be like a t-shirt. And I would probably just do a full body shot of Jason standing with like Tim's on. Yeah, that would be And like funny. a full like all black outfit. And he's got the Yankees fitted cap. Dude, we should do that and you should, and it could be like, that, and then it could say MPGP, made in New York. <laughs> Maybe. Craig goes, no. <laughs> MPGP repeating down the sleeves like a oh, yeah, four-sided cool. death metal t-shirt. Yeah, maybe we'll just make like one and sell it for like $300. Yeah, I'll draw it with a Sharpie. What um, was the best thing we ate in Philly? Okay. Well, we went to Charlie oh. Was a Sinner. Wait, MPGP-themed thing that I just thought about. Where oh. did we get coffee in Philly? Ooh, well... What was the name of the coffee shop? We went shop? to this little coffee shop called Reanimator. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are familiar with the film. <laughs> Reanimator. Based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, really good fucking coffee, though. Like, seriously, the, probably, like, the first cup of coffee I've had in a while where I'm like, this is, like, good coffee. Yeah, I was, I really like their coffee a lot. I kind of wish we bought some of the beans. Yeah, we probably should have. We got instant coffee, which we haven't tried yet, but we shall. I haven't had, I never have had, like, fancy instant coffee. I've only had, like. I don't know, just shitty. The cool thing about, like, Philly is you go to the nice coffee shops in Philly, and there's, like, punks hanging out there. You go to the nice coffee shops in New York, and it's, like, young fashionistas and, like, yuppies. (laughs) Fashionistas. (laughs) (laughs) And they have, like, tiny sunglasses on that are, like, all black. You gotta. That, if that's like who goes to coffee shops in New York. If you're a fashionista, you gotta have a pair of tiny sunglasses, and that's fucking law. The vibes are so immaculate in Philly. We love it there. Um, 
what did we eat? We ate Goldie, which is famous for their tahini milkshakes that I'm craving super hard right now. I like the falafel. The falafel's good, but I'm, like, weird, and basically there's, like, a week where, like, all I had was falafel, so since that week, I, like... I, like, can't do it really anymore. <laughs> Meanwhile, to me, that sounds like a luxury. Dude, it was just, like, a I was, like, working on, I was working on set, and it was just, like, of course, like, I'm vegan, and the only thing that we, like, sometimes, like, restaurants will be, like, yeah, our vegan option is falafel, but it's, like, not good falafel. It's just, like, dry, like, bad. So, we, I know that they... They, it was like a five day shoot, I'm pretty sure. First of all, our friends were visiting, Nathan and Veronica, shout out. And we <laughs> went and got Queen, which is like really good falafel here in Bushwick. And that was great. But then, <laughs> then it was literally just like, for lunch, it was just like shitty falafel. The next day, we were supposed to have something else, but then they, like, canceled the order. So then we just ordered the same place as the day before, and it was shitty falafel. And then they did it, like, one more time. And then um, Nathan and Veronica got me dinner. Um, and I got back from the shoot after eating shitty falafel, and the dinner was falafel. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, I think I'm falafeled out for the year of 2020 and potentially 2021. So, <laughs> just in case Nathan and Veronica are out there listening, you guys are the reason why my girlfriend hates what it's I not, suggest falafel. It's not, y'all. You gave her too much falafel. It wasn't their fault. It was So now fault. every time I'm like, I want falafel, I get shot down immediately. Yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> I mean, but this is the thing. Like, I usually get, like, other shit, but I just, I don't know, like, I just can't do it right now. I'm just falafeled out, and I, I don't know. For me, I can get, there's no amount of falafel that's, you know, too, too much. much. Like That's good. I need to get over I'll it. I'll eat it three, day, three times a day, seven days a week, baby. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> yeah. For Dude. me, the thing about falafel is, like, falafel always tastes fresh to me. Not always. There's You can get some really bad falafel. But what I'm saying is it's, like, I don't eat a lot of salad. <laughs> <laughs> so there's usually, like, a good amount of greens. It's like a healthy sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Falafel and the, has all and, the food. And the, the protein is just more vegetables. Yeah. But fried. Yeah, I mean, falafel is good. Also, I'm not saying that falafel is bad. I'm just saying I can't really do it anymore also, for now. Before I was vegan, I've, I've been vegetarian most of my life. Before I was vegan, I was vegetarian starting at the age of, I think, like 12 or something. Basically, my older brother became vegetarian, like, around his senior year of high school and, like, when he was going to college, and I always was, like, a picky eater, and 
weird about eating meat yeah. to begin with, so I wanted to become vegetarian too. So I became vegetarian very young based off of my older brother's like inspiration. <laughs> like he inspired by him doing it, he inspired me to. And um so from the age of like 12 on, I've been vegetarian. There was like a year that I ate meat and then I was vegan. And I've been vegan since I was in high school. So I've been eating vegan food for a while. And one of the first ever, like, vegan meals mm-hmm. I ever had was a falafel burger from this place in Charlotte called The Penguin mm-hmm. that Todd and Katie took me to. And you were like, wow, this falafel stuff is good. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that was the first time I ever had falafel. Oh, we went, we got the Tasty, which was good. The Tasty is so good. I got a breakfast hoagie. I got a breakfast burrito that was fucking good. Um, and we got, we went to this place called Charlie Was a Sinner, which is like bougie vegan food. That was pretty good. And pretty then, bougie. Pr- very bougie. Um, but it was a fun experience. And then um, the next day, we went to Blackbird and got a Philly cheesesteak. Cheese and that was. Yummy. And then we went thrift shopping, got a bunch of cool shit, like, um, Craig got some baby heads <laughs> <laughs> and a Bart doll. And I got Bart a cool, Simpson I got, doll. I got Air Force Ones that are technically like on paper, two sizes too big, but they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got them for like $24. So I can't complain too much. Um, and then I got like a really nice silk shirt we're now on saw five while well, we watched saw five we didn't finish it we we didn't finish it so we no we did fin- we finished it the next day i thought that was saw four. Oh fuck god so saw four you oh yeah you we missed didn't part finish of saw it. three then we watched part of saw four fell asleep then finished it mm-hmm and then started Saw 5, and I and guess didn't, didn't finish, finish it. it. It's, but, <laughs> Saw 5, it really starts to get, like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, there was a big, there was a pretty big quality dip, I would say, from Saw 4 to Saw, Saw 5. Yeah. Like, I would say, please help me with his name, Darren Lynn Bousman. One sec. The director of two, three, and four, and Spiral. His name's Darren Lynn Bowsman. Darren Lynn Bowsman. He, he's not James Wan, but he's still pretty good. And I think we've said that before. Mm-hmm. I really like Spiral. The more I think <laughs> about it, I like it. Yeah. But he's like kind of defined what Saw was, and after. He stopped doing the movies, and we you get into Saw Five. It's you kind of notice that it's like a dip in quality. Yeah. Though it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's fun. They're fun to watch. Yeah. They're just starting to get ridiculous at this point. Yeah, it's just kind of like oh okay. Oh, what was so confusing? Okay, it was da- directed by David Hackle, which um. Oh, he was the production designer for Saw 2, Saw 4, Saw 3, 
But um, what was weird about Saw 5 was it sort of was like the timeline was really confusing because it was like, so at the end of Saw 4, we realized that one of the cops was like behind everything the whole time. And then Saw 5 basically just explores that more. And like, so I feel well, like the well, timeline is like really all over the what place. What was confusing there. though is that he wasn't behind everything. He was just behind some stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was an apprentice, kind of. Just like Amanda, but... Just Am- like Amanda, yeah. but also he was designing his own traps and was like yes. a rival to Jigsaw. Like, yeah. there were two villains doing the exact same yeah. things, and he was, like, using Jigsaw's formula. Like, he was on a Jigsaw case or something. Yeah. Saw what Jigsaw was up to and kind of, like, got to know him through, like, the audio recordings. And And then he became a believer and, like, wanted to do it himself because he knew he could get away with it. Well, what happened was the, like, inciting incident was that his wife got killed by the guy who's, um... Oh, yeah. Who was... What's it called? A pendulum? 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 Yeah. Um, oh my god, that was so gross, dude. Like, one but of the But he first... did his own version of it, too, with on someone else. Did he? Yeah, the cop did a pendulum. No, that was the, that was the guy. That's why it's confusing, he because... He killed his wife. Yeah, that saw, was... Jigsaw's wife. This was literally, like, he <laughs> okay. did that. Like, that was, like, one... I think that was his, like, first Jigsaw kill. And then I think, like, the actual Jigsaw, like knew or whatever and took him under his wing and he's like you're making games that are not winnable i don't fucking know it was really confusing and honestly like i ate a little bit too much of an edible so that also (laughs) did not help and i was just like (laughs) focusing on like breathing too much i was just like (laughs) <laughs> it's like fucking freaking out so, meanwhile there's a saw trap where it's like what was a trap from part 5 that we saw there was a oh my god was it the fucking one where the the FBI agent gets trapped and drowned like they, there's water that fills up and then he in the thing his... and then he stabs his throat to breathe <laughs> through yeah but Ugh. that's not a bad one that grossed me out. That. I know he survived it, but that's still like there was something gross. brutal we saw though. The pendulum was really brutal, and then oh, oh, this one there was um for Saw Five there was like a group of people that were trapped, and they basically had to do like team building exercises but they failed every single one so each one like someone died oh and they stuck their hand into the oh my god that was so slide their hand through a table saw and it shredded their hand and then they like made it out they had to fill up but they ended up dying yeah, well, their arm was fucking flopping around because they sawed that up was to their elbow. so bad. But basically, like, the thing was that it had to fill up, I think it was, like, ten pints of blood, which is, like, obviously, like, one person that would, like, kill them. 
two people, you might survive, but the idea was supposed to be that everyone was supposed to make it. If they work together, then it wouldn't be that bad at the end. <laughs> but because they fucking failed super fucking hardcore, um, they ended up dying. So, <laughs> um, so that was Saw 5. <laughs> <laughs> Saw 5 is yeah. fucking crazy. I we're, can't wait to watch the last <laughs> I know, dude. Saw movies and see what happens. We are fucking obsessed with Saw right now. Um but let's go ahead and segue from the Saw franchise back to our fave, Jason, <laughs> Friday the 13th. We're going to motherfucking space, y'all. It's Jason X. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Well, we, we should talk about the production of the movie yeah. and how... It was almost like, what was it, eight or nine years yeah. since Jason Goes to Hell to Jason X, where, like, yeah. all these, like, Jason scripts are just being yeah. written and they're in limbo. Yeah, there was, while like, they're a, waiting mm-hmm. for Freddy versus Jason's scripts to be, like, to be figured out. Perfect, so they can make a bunch of money on Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Like, the whole series was just, like, waiting on Freddy versus Jason to happen for like a solid 15 years yeah. of like the Friday the 13th franchise. Yeah. Um and this one ended up being shot in 1999, but it was distributed in 2001 and basically what happened was they shot the whole fucking thing. Um they you know made it and then um the like president of New Line at the time or like some big wig at New Line I'm not sure if it was the president or whatever but basically he like left New Line his name Mike DeLuca um he was like the big wig that was like into Jason X and was like yeah let's get this shit made whatever but then while he was while Jason X was being filmed um, he left New Line, and then they got back from filming in Canada, and basically no one cared, <laughs> like, so the project was just in limbo for, like, a while. I That's guess awkward years. as fuck. It sucks, too. I mean, like, God, I, just, like, speaking as someone who's, like, an editor, like, if I worked on a project for that long, and then it was just, like... I didn't know if it would ever be released. Like, I guess that's just, like, the way that it goes with, like, films. I'm not in the film industry, but, like, I would be, like, really upset. Around the time that the movie was in limbo, waiting to be released, that someone, I guess, at the production house or something, someone involved leaked the movie onto like torrenting oh. sites and like all these peer to peer like sharing sites like Napster or some mm-hmm. type thing, you know, like like just bootleg. Bootlegged the movie. Like yeah. a copy of the movie got out and it was being like traded online like crazy. And he was saying that, that he was like he seemed like upset that the movie performed so poorly and he was trying to rationalize reasons why it yeah. was performing poorly and he was like saying 
definitely yeah. the bootleg the version. Boot, the bootleg version going around and like the movie being done for like yeah. years before being released, yeah. right? Yeah. Like two years before I mean, it ever came out. Mm-hmm. It was like completely done. Am I crazy? I yeah, they said did. They finished shooting yeah, in 1999. Yeah, and it came out in 2001. And, yeah, and it was mentioned that um, any reshoots that did happen happened during production. So, yeah, it should have wrapped in. So, if it leaked pretty early, I would say that that would like really take some momentum out yeah. of the <laughs> release of the movie because like all the super fans. Yeah, they definitely it had it. Yeah. Um. But, I don't know, I guess, like, looking back on it, it's sad that the movie did so poorly, because, like, you can tell everyone involved really, like, was passionate about what they were doing, yeah. I feel like, and yeah. they wanted to make a good movie, they wanted to, like, please the fans of the franchise, and they didn't want to, like, they weren't setting out to make a bad movie, like, that. it wasn't like they didn't care you know, and it's yeah. not that the movie's bad. It's just like it performed poorly, and mm-hmm. it's like a they were aware of how silly it was to make the tenth Friday the Thirteenth movie, and for it to be set in space, yeah. they like were self aware enough to know that that was a silly concept. Mm-hmm. But I think they thought the audience could get on the same page as them, mm-hmm. and like be in on the joke and just embrace its silliness yeah. and they weren't quite there yet. Yeah. Like people are just like this is dumb <laughs> and they kind of missed the point that yeah that's the point. <laughs> it's a dumb 10th yeah. movie just it's, enjoy it. Yeah because like okay the Friday the 13th franchise is like they, they mentioned this in the commentary like it's a franchise that constantly takes risks and turns the like it takes a story like where you know it doesn't like really fucking matter and basically they were like like Jason X was a sort of like a, it could have been Jason in the they literally were like we were talking about Jason in the hood we were talking about Jason but it's like winter time we were talking about Jason, like, doing this and that and this. And then they're like, let's just take him to space. Like, critters went to space. Fucking, like, Hellraiser went to space. Leprechaun went to space. They're like, let's fucking just do it. And it's also, like, they set it um 450 years into the future as well. And they were basically like, okay, well, like... Anything that ha- so like anything could have happened between the the earliest Jason X is set in is 2010, and the last movie was set in the 90s. This was set so if that was 93, then this was set. 2010. I can't do fucking yeah, but, simple but math. They were, but do, they were filming this in 1999. So I know. So you have to also remember that it hadn't yet been the new millennium. No, and they're, yeah. They, like, around that time, people were still unsure about, like, you know, we're going into a new millennium. What's that going to be like? Like, 10 years into that future seemed like a long time, I feel like. Yeah. And even though the 
scene that you're set in in the opening scene of this movie, mm-hmm. it's 2010, and it's, like, well within the realm of possibility. It yeah. still looks futuristic. Yeah. And like, it's like Crystal Lake doesn't look like this. Crystal yeah. Lake doesn't look <laughs> sleek and, like, giant expanse warehouse. Like, yeah. Crystal Lake is in the woods with cats. Exactly. They literally have a Crystal Lake research facility. Yeah, like, no, that's not Crystal Lake. Like, this is yeah. obviously the future. Yeah. Even though but, it's 2010, yeah. it's not even that far into the future. It's 20 years. Yeah. And my original, like, point in bringing up, like, that it was in 2010 is that they basically were like... They basically were like, okay, so, like, I know he went to hell. We're not going to fucking explore how he got out of hell because I feel like Freddy vs. Jason is going to go over that, probably. So let's just, like, flash forward in time. Jason is not in hell. He's being held in a research facility. And then we're going to even further the time period... To, like, even further just be, like, whatever Jason, Freddy vs. Jason is, like, we're not gonna, like, fucking make any decisions there. We're just gonna be, like, okay, it's set here and <laughs> we can just do whatever the fuck we want, basically. I, I like, get him on that, honestly. Like, I get it. But he could have at least made Kane's, like, Jason look the same as the Jason Goes to Hell Jason. Like, when Jason gets dragged to hell at the end of Jason Goes to Hell, he's got the mask that's, like, sinking into his skin and, like, bloody. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a good look. Like, that's scary as fuck. It looks cool. They could have at least used that design. I mean, it's the same person playing Jason. Like, come on. Like, try to get it to look similar to that, but instead they go with this, the worst Jason look yeah. in the franchise. It's basically like Kane Hodder and maybe like gray face paint. Like, and just to be clear, we're talking about Jason as he is for the majority of the movie, which mm-hmm. is like still OG, human yeah. Jason, not Uber Jason. Yes. We're not talking about Uber Jason. We're talking about Jason with the hockey mask and Okay, first off, the hockey mask is, like, much more angular. Yeah. It, it looks like sharp features as opposed to, like, the more rounded, like, smooth kind of hockey mask mm-hmm. shape that we're mm-hmm. used to. So they already kind of, like, modernized that look along with the 2010 setting. Yeah. That he's being frozen in. And, yeah, he's got weird, like, patchy hair. It looks like his hair's curly. Yeah, it literally looks, it's not, it's, it's not great. It's like pube hair. It's not great. I, I like, and you could like. (laughs) Pube hair. Like, especially (laughs) since we like know, like we've seen a bunch of shit with Kane Hodder, like know what he looks like. I literally was like, it looks like him. Like it looks like Kane. Oh yeah, it does. It looks like Kane. Like, it looks you like can recognize the actor. You can literally recognize the actor. Whereas, like, yeah, in, in fucking Seven, like, there's so many, like... He was... In he was, Seven, his mask breaks off, and he looks like the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Brendan Fraser mummy, like, that mummy. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about that opening scene um, that was set in 2010, basically... 
Jason's being held in a fucking research facility called Crystal Lake Research Facility, which is just like, why would this podunk town <laughs> fucking have a, like, a high-security research facility that only houses Jason, it seems like? It's, it's okay, if you've seen the 2018 Halloween movie, you know there's that iconic scene... I mean, I guess it's iconic. It came out in 2018. <laughs> it's a good shot of Michael Myers, like, handcuffed and chained to, like, this post on the ground, basically. Mm-hmm. He's, like, standing out in this yard at this, like, holding facility, this, like, prison asylum. And it's just, like, him in a field kind of chained there. And that's what this looks like. Yeah. It, it's, like, a giant field. And Jason is just, it's like a warehouse, empty mm-hmm. warehouse, like football field size warehouse with just Jason in it, in the middle. And it's like ridiculous. It's so extra. Um, and then like. It doesn't this... even look secure. It just looks like a big room. It doesn't yeah. look like, like if he broke out of the middle of he it, they easily... could just have him in a cage yeah. or something. Or like my, okay, what we're going to get to this, but basically he ends up being Chirogenic, cryogenically frozen. Cryogenically frozen. Why didn't they just do that from the fucking get as soon as they restrained him enough? Like, they could have, like, done whatever the fuck they needed to do by just, like, poking in the the fucking, like, freezer or whatever. Okay, but... No, I think... Didn't they want to kill him? Like, she was like, I want to kill him. So, he's being held... And I guess it's it's 2010, and they're talking about what they're gonna, like, do with Jason. The main scientist is this woman named Rowan, and Rowan is on Team Let's Kill Fucking Jason. Yeah. Um, because she's like, dude, like, literally, he has killed hundreds of people at this point. And he will just keep killing if we keep him around. Let's just fucking... At, at this point, he's Jason is like a Godzilla-type yeah. figure. He's like a monster. He's like a movie monster. Not just a human who's killed a bunch of people, but like... He's like a cryptid. He's like a phenomenon, like the Sasquatch. He's just like this weird, unexplained anomaly in the universe yes. that won't die and yeah. he keeps killing people so it's like a cancer like yeah, he's like just this movie monster that they're like we have to figure out how to kill jason yeah. just kill him but then something interesting and i was thinking about this while um while we were watching it um it kind of has this tie with like jurassic park almost where there, so, um, David Cronenberg is in this movie, fun fact, um, and he plays a doctor that wants to study Jason, and, like, he's, like, this guy, like, can regenerate tissue and all of this fucking shit, like, this is, like, uh, like, we need to, like, research him, we can't just, like, kill him or whatever, which is very much, like, I feel like the main doctor in Jurassic Park where it's like we were able to like fucking make this this like crazy thing happen where there's now dinosaurs and then future (laughs) and then like later on in the film 
um, when Jason's frozen body is recovered, the main scientist on board, 400 years... First of all, they know who Jason Voorhees is. Some random fucking guy is like, oh yeah, that's Jason Voorhees. 400 yeah. years ago, he killed a bunch of people. And it's like, how that's would you know saying. that? That's what I'm saying. He's like a urban legend, like, mythical yes. being, Sasquatch, like, demon, like, Pazuzu. <laughs> like, what? But, but the um, scientist is like, oh, I can make, like, a lot of money. He's like, how am I going to monetize the fact that I just found these 400-year-old beings? And the first, he tries to be like, oh, yeah, I found this, like, woman, and she's alive and perfectly preserved. And then the guy's like, eh, well, that's kind of, like, old news or whatever. Like, mo a lot of people, like, get brought back from, like, being frozen. <laughs> that whole like, scene okay. is so weird. It's so weird. They're talking to this guy who, like, he, he seems what do you think like his he's role paralyzed. Is? I think he's like the president or something of the fucking space station. I'm so confused. But anyways, the like scientist Why call is him? Like, like, I think he's just like trying to be like, oh yeah, like look what I money? found. Like, I don't know. But anyways, the scientist is the, is the Jurassic Park sort of like secondary villain where it's like, oh, he wants to exploit the big bad for money when they know the right thing to do is just to, like, kill them, basically. So, going back, um, David Cronenberg is literally like, I we're gonna go, like, I don't fucking know, <laughs> grab Jason to do some fucking research on him, and they uncover the body... Uh, oh, the fucking, like, guard covered Jason with a blanket because he was like, you're creeping me out. And then they uncover the blanket and they see that the guard was killed off screen and Jason, like, replaced him. No idea how Jason got out of his restraints, but are we yeah. shocked? <laughs> like, no explanation. <laughs> um, And then Jason fucking bodies every single person and throws a chain fucking like he slings a chain like he's fucking scorpion <laughs> literally oh my god it was a total scorpion kill <laughs> um and that was a pretty sick david cronenberg death scene also a funny note about david cronenberg that we learned from the commentary was that so the director of the movie came to David Cronenberg and was like asking about using David Cronenberg's special effects team mm -hmm. or maybe it was well, cause, the so, writers yeah I think the writer came out to him because Jim Isaac the director actually was on David Cronenberg's special effects team yeah so they wanted to have like the Cronenberg pedigree of like having his like good special effects team I guess yeah. or something but instead, David Cronenberg was like, okay, yeah, sure, like, fine, but I'm going to be in the movie, too. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Like, David Cronenberg didn't care, because he's probably like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Right? Like, yeah, like, I'm sure he was just like... Are you going to... You're going to pay them, right? Like, I don't understand what the hang-up is. Yeah. Dude, that's like fucking... 
I feel like it's, like, cool because I'm sure he fucking, like, watched these movies and was, like, it's, like, a fucking Friday the he 13th thought it, he probably super thought it would fan. Be funny. And he's, like, oh, fuck yeah, I get to be in this fucking movie, the 10th installment of Friday the 13th. It's, like... These movies were so popular and, like, such a part of, like, popular culture and the zeitgeist of mm-hmm. American culture the 80s that it's like yeah I bet he, all walks of life saw and knew about Jason and mm-hmm. like Friday the 13th for like a good run in the 80s so to yeah. be in like the 10th one is funny Jason escapes and he stumbles upon Rowan um, who was our team let's kill Jason doctor um, and Basically, there's, like, a chase scene. She traps him in a cryogenic freezer thing. And he starts the freezing process. And she's like, fuck yeah. And she, for some reason, decides to, like, lean against the thing to, like, look at him being frozen. And Jason uh, cuts through the freezer with a machete Stabs her in the stomach. It's like, why is his machete in there? Yeah. Makes, (laughs) like, makes him... How did it... Also, like, I'm very surprised that this, like, futuristic 2010 fucking (laughs) technology, um, like, allowed for, like, his dusty-ass machete to be able to chop through the fucking, like, shit. It doesn't make sense. But anyways... I do not remember 2010 being, uh... (laughs) Futuristic enough to where cryogenic freeze chambers existed in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if we, if we got there. Yet. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they projected ten years into the future being so futuristic. I'm like, that's ten years, guys. Just because you're jumping millennia doesn't mean yeah. that like anything is going to be different. Like <laughs> I do know there's like cryogenic shit for like sports recovery. But it's literally just, like, it's basically, like, sitting in some kind of, like, tank that sprays you with cold shit. Which is I like, mean, don't get me wrong. I know that it exists. Like, Walt Disney is frozen. And Wait, he is got, he actually? Yeah. I thought that was just a rumor. No, totally Walt Wait, Disney. Wait, what? Yes, you can be frozen. Dude. <laughs> you can be cryogenically Did frozen. they freeze him when he was still, like, alive? Let me, look, let me get a fr- fact check on this. Because I always thought that was just, like, one of those things that you just, like, that's, like, when you're in elementary school and you're like, I learned this fun fact. Oh, my God. It's actually not true. Wow. <laughs> we just fucking busted that myth. It's officially not Whoa, true. Whoa, is that... But it also might be true, but the public is just saying it's I'm almost positive you can have your body frozen. But, like, okay. That is something you can request. Let's talk about this, because, so basically what ends up happening is the hole from the machete ends up freezing both Jason and Rowan. And then 400 years in the future... A scientist and his students stumble upon both of them and bring them aboard the ship. And they 
successfully through the use of nanobot technology bring Rowan back. Well, they like heal her wound. So I guess I think she was frozen. Like she didn't die from her wound. She was frozen before she could like pass away basically. Which is so ridiculous. So like they didn't technically bring Rowan back from the dead because she didn't ever die. They did she was heal just fro her they the healed ants. her. But like what I'm saying is like if Walt Disney fucking or if anyone just like died and then was frozen post mortem, then I don't think there's ever gonna really be technology to like solidly bring like someone back to life like that but that's the thing you never know dude yeah i guess but you I don't feel know like, well honestly they probably do do that shit but us plebeians will never fucking know like elon musk has probably like died 50 times and like he's getting brought back i feel like it would be completely possible <laughs> at some point in the future to like have some way to reanimate dead tissue. Yeah. Even if they just like unfroze him and then just took his DNA and like made a clone of him or something. Dude. Or, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly. Like Jurassic Park. Like the freaking <laughs> mosquito bug in the amber. Like. Dude. We should. Okay. Don't steal this idea. We're officially patenting it. Okay. <laughs> um. I guess this is kind of reanimator. It, I, okay, picture this. Reanimator, Jurassic Park, hybrid, but with, like, dead celebrities. So, like, Walt Disney, like, ri like anyone else from the past that could have been frozen, like, you could be, like, Hitler was actually cryogenically frozen or whatever. And just, like, bring back all of these, like, random, like, kind of evil people and clone them. Like, an evil scientist or, like, just a scientist that's really into, like, figuring out if you can bring people back to life. Brings all these people back to life and then it's, like, they just, like, wreak havoc in the world. Like, these clones. You could have, like, 20 Hitler clones. Yo, you literally sound like this commentary I just heard. I had written a script, which was a fantasy script, about three brothers who at night became their girlfriends because they had been cursed. They were driving who were in a sauna and they would fart and that was what would make the sauna hot because the bubbles would come out and it was a hot sauna. And so I sent that script to Dean. <laughs> <laughs> like that, okay, the fucking screenwriter for Jason X sent that script to a producer or someone that had fucking some kind of ties to the Friday the 13th franchise. And he sent the script that literally makes no fucking sense. Like, his, like, pitch line makes no sense. And the guy, like, called him and he was like, so I threw out your script, but <laughs> you seem to have a good imagination. Like, would you like to write the next Friday the 13th? <laughs> so I'm just hoping that this pitch gets me to be able to fucking write the next Friday the 13th. But honestly, I think my script idea sounds good. I don't know. That's sick. So, I'll, I'll, 
book you to make the next Jason movie. Thank you. I mean, I don't know, Sean. <laughs> At Sean. It is year... 2455. 2455. Rowan and Jason are discovered by a group of, like, young student scientists and, like, a main scientist and an android. What the hell is that? Humanoid. Organic composition is unclear. Can someone tell me what's on his face? Uh, some kind of 20th century carbon filtration unit? It's a hockey mask. Very good, Cinnaron. What's a hockey mask? Facial armor. Used as sport outlawed in 2024. So, let's just go... Let's just sort of talk a little bit about the events on the ship, basically. So, Rowan gets saved. They agree that they're just going to keep Jason frozen, not bring him back to life. But the scientist is like, I kind of want to bring him back to life to make money. But, like, he doesn't really, like, act on that. Jason just thaws out somehow, naturally. Um, well, he can't die. He wasn't ever yeah, dead. Yeah, he, so. he wasn't dead. Like, it wasn't, like, it makes sense that if he was unfrozen, he would be alive because he never died. And obviously, we all fucking know it's basically impossible to kill Jason. So, he, like, he did not die. He was just hindered for 400 years. <laughs> so, um... He's being studied by this woman, like, scientist, and she is just, like, whatever, running some tests, pulling out some eyeballs, just, like, <laughs> just looking at his nasty face. Literally saying, pulls out his eyeball and cryogenically freezes it in, like, a vat in the mm -hmm. corner, in, like, a sink, for no reason. Like, yeah. why, why does she rip his eyeball out? I don't know. She's just but like his doing eyes all are these, back like, later. Yeah, it. <laughs> that, that was like a weird. I think Remove, that was just like removes the hockey mask and is like, "Ooh, baby, what happened?" Or something like. What yeah, she she's say? like, "Ooh, you poor thing. No wonder you wore this thing." I'm like, <laughs> "You're, <laughs> you're I'm peeling like, off Jason's decrepit hockey mask." Yeah, and like. Sweaty corpse. And that's what you say. And he looked gross too under that. Um, you poor thing. <laughs> you poor thing. Well, um, basically, two of the fucking uh, space teens having sex wakes Jason up. The sound of the girl's orgasm. Jason can set his Jason senses were tingling, and it is enough to completely. Bring him back to life, and he got a waft of coitus stench of uh, <laughs> premarital sex, and that dude. <laughs> that dude opened up a space rubber. And, oh my and god! The smell filled the room. Oh my god! So <laughs> Jason gets up and fucking does the. Okay, this was like me and Craig's like favorite kill. Probably he. Takes the woman 
first of all, he's like fucking manhandling the shit out of her. He throws her against the wall. He he's just like, woke up too. Like, like he doesn't have to stretch his legs. Or yeah, anything. he's like completely after being frozen solid. He's back in the New York groove, baby. <laughs> um, but he <laughs> fucking takes this woman, dunks her head in the cryo tank. And we see it, it free, we see it freeze like her screaming, and then it's like cool sound effects where it's like, Aah! and then like her face free, freezing. Then he takes her fucking body, slams her head on the fucking table. It shatters everywhere. She has a bleeding stump where her head used to be. And he just fucking throws her down and moves along. Yeah, Kane Hodder's performance as Jason just keeps getting more and more brutal. I feel yeah. like the way he, like, acts as Jason is so aggressive and, like, angry. It's like a angry killing. Like, it's not just like Jason is just, like, a machine that's just killing. It's like he's still pissed off. Like, yeah. throwing her fucking corpse away, like... He's disgusted by it or something. Like, it's like... Yeah, there's a lot of It's aggressive. There. It's aggressive yeah. seeming. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, I, it's like... He plays a very angry Jason. Yes. Whereas some of the other people who play Jason are more like the killing machine type. Like, yeah. I feel like part six with CJ Graham, he's more of like a... Just kind of move like a tank and just like kill people. Yeah, like with robotic. a dump truck ass. Yeah, robotic like dump truck. <laughs> um so, so Jason um his next uh thing on the to-do list is to find the horny space teens and he, who are wearing like groove is in the heart era. Yeah, literally all the outfits are fucking impeccable. They look like eighties freestyle Groove's in the heart. What is that band? I don't even know, but Y'all all know The thrill. The How can I dance It's they look like they're the Jetsons. Yeah. It's like retro futuristic like seventies outfits in space. Like they yeah. look like the the cut the crop tops and like bell bottom style is all over this movie for some reason. Yeah, I fucking, I really love the costumes. And honestly, like, every single thing that all the girls were wearing, I would totally wear that outfit. I feel like... I mean, it's definitely back definitely, in vogue. That is what fashionistas wear today, I believe. So, he finds the horny teens and he kills um, the guy that's like fucking the girl basically um and then basically like there's there's a bunch of people on the ship there's like pretty much like an army there's the engineer there are the, the two the, pilots. The pilots are crazy they're the two pilots, the pilots are like cowboys yeah <laughs> What's the funny thing that one of the pilots said? I don't remember. I don't know, but they're just like, they act like they're like high on fucking speed or something. Yeah. Like, they're like crazed truck drivers, like giggling and shit. It reminds me kind of that first scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 
where the two college kids yeah. are like hooting and a hollering in Texas, like yeah. calling into the radio station. Being driving all over the road. Yeah. Um so there's that and then there's like all of the students and then the scientist who's like the teacher or whatever. And they're all from a place called like Solaris, which is like a space station commune thing. Oh, Earth, by the way, like Earth when they too. when they landed on Earth, um, we see like we see like the environment of Earth. It's definitely been like fucking nuked or some shit because it's like a wasteland. They just find they find fucking two people four hundred years old in the basement of Crystal Lake Research Facility. Wait, okay. First off, there's Earth Two. What's up with Earth Wait, wait, two? wait, wait, wait. Did it? There's Earth Two. Yeah, they keep they keep referring to it as Earth Two. So at the end, when Jason landed in a lake, was he landing in Earth Two? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, okay. I just was about to be like, wait, that doesn't really make sense if the if. In Earth. So here's the Earth 2 wiki from Friday13th.fandom.com. Oh. Earth 2 was the name of a planet in an unnamed solar system colonized by humans after Earth was declared uninhabitable from some kind of an apocalyptic ecological disaster. Mm. When humans colonized it is unknown, but it was no doubt the new home of humanity. It was the location of New Harvard University. And where a group of students came from when they traveled to <laughs> Old Earth on a field trip. New Harvard. Dude, why? Okay. Why did they establish that? Why would they I name don't remember it Earth that. 2? <laughs> well, I don't remember New that New Harvard University has an entire wiki, Friday 13th wiki page. Bro, let's get the New Harvard University merge immediately. That's fucking sick. Wow. But, anyways, there is an Earth 2 that is talked about a lot, actually. Yeah. But I can't remember in what context they're... Well, I don't they're think they're trying to go there, are they? Well, they were trying to land in the fucking space station, which it ended up they that plowed they the plowed shit. through it and destroyed it, completely killing... Probably hundreds of thousands of people in the process because Jason killed the fucking pilots. It literally looked like a small city. Like, it looked like the size of New York, I would say. Really? Yes, dude. It was big. To me, it looked like it was still, well, maybe, like, contained. Yeah. It was, like, a floating, ob like, it was about the size of the spacecraft. So that made me think it was, like, just a big plot of land, kind of. Like a... yeah. Like a big house, like a commune. I would say that at least, I would say maybe tens of thousands of people live, live there. I would say maybe like 2,000. No, maybe even just a 1,000. It seems, because I'm imagining how many people you could probably fit on yeah. the spaceship that they're on, and there weren't that many people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe, I don't know. On that spaceship. But I definitely think that Jason killed at least at the very least a thousand people probably yeah by Assume. killing the pilots and plowing into this space station but before that happens 
there is basically um, one, like, the screenwriter for this blatantly says that he was ripping off Alien and Aliens, and he was basically like, I mean, fucking James Cameron has a fuck ton of money, so I don't really think he has that much of a problem. He literally says in the commentary, he's like, well, James Cameron did all that Avatar shit, so... He probably doesn't give a fuck. He, he's like, he did that Avatar stuff, so he's rich. He doesn't, he doesn't care need to... about me. Oh, God. I, was I like, hope that we don't, like, put, put, like... Put him on blast. Yeah. James Cameron suddenly, like, files a fucking lawsuit against Jason Eggs and no one can watch it anymore. No, it's not that much of a yeah, rip-off. it's not. Basically, what the concept is which alien i've always thought is just a slasher movie Mm -hmm. set in space so alien is just like halloween or you know texas chainsaw it's like there's one killer and you got to run from it and Mm -hmm. hide from it and get away alive but it's in space so it's like it's the same concept it's just like jason is the alien killer it's like Jason is yeah. the threat in the spaceship. They're mm-hmm. running around the spaceship. There's, like, different tactics involved because it's in space and on a spaceship. Like, let's close off this gate mm-hmm. and then explode it and push him into space. Or zero gravity stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, like, or um, the fucking laser guns. and <laughs> The um, simulator, which we'll get to later. Oh, yeah, but... there's a um, virtual reality helmet room. Yeah. Um, but there's a very alien-esque sequence where the, like, army of the ship, which is, like, maybe, like, five or six people, um, try to light Jason up, basically, just, like, fucking annihilate him, and obviously that doesn't work because Jason's impossible to kill, so he basically picks them off, like, one by one, which I would say is very much like Alien. And there's a lot of, like, bringing them into, like, corridors, stalking them from behind, like... He's sneaky, Jason. He's very sneaky, which is, like, not typically... I would say that I would say J- Jason... I would say in the past, Jason has been very sneaky and, like, moving in the shadows. I can think of, like... But, like, not, like... To this extent, where he's like, true, he's in, he's. It seems like he's in like five places at once, which is like very much like an alien thing because the alien can like climb crawl and crawl and, and slither. But Jason is just a giant zombie, <laughs> like true, true. But he fucking bodies all of those guards. But you were saying that he is sneaky in that he does pop up and shit. Like, yeah, in other movies in the past, I can remember him like grabbing characters and pulling them off to the side and yeah. like snapping their neck. Like, there's that scene in part six, I believe, where he like kills that the boyfriend or something mm-hmm. like by mm-hmm. the window where the girl is like looking out. Yeah, yeah. And that's a very sneaky kill. Oh, that was um 3D. The boyfriend's eye popping out while she's oh, like, yeah, yeah. And screaming. So he he definitely is like when I picture Jason, I do imagine like a very aggressive like 
brutal killer, but he is kind of, like, light on his feet, I guess, and, like, yeah. sneaks around and shit and, yeah. like, sets traps and... Yeah, and he... Is, like, has tactics and, like, yeah. co- he's, like, covert. He's, like, a hunter because he, like, cuts the power and, like... He does all he's, that. He doesn't go through the front door and just, like... At, yeah. He, like, sneaks around and is always, like, lurking. Yeah. This is true. Which is... I feel like people don't give him enough credit for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But I guess... <laughs> give Jason his due, y'all. Well, I feel like most people think of Jason just as, like, a tank. Yeah. Like a zombie, like, brutal freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... But he's an artist, like, the way he displays his bodies. He displays the bodies, like, they're artists. He doesn't do that in this movie. That Well, mm, I would say the next notable kill to talk about is the corkscrew kill, where he throws a soldier onto this corkscrew, like, type spinny thingy, and he gets impaled through it, and the body spins slowly slowly, and goes to the bottom, and one of the soldiers discovers him and goes, like, um, the main fucking soldier who is definitely notable, let's call him... Sergeant Brodsky's, like, status report on the the guy that ends up getting corkscrewed was, like, the sniper or whatever. And he's, like, status report, and the fucking other soldier just goes, he's screwed. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> god damn it. He's screwed. But <laughs> Sergeant Brodsky is very badass. Honestly, like... One of the more badass characters in the 13th franchise, um, but not as badass as Crichton Duke. Crichton Duke. But I will say that Sergeant Brodsky gets to do more badass shit than Crichton Duke and also goes out like a fucking badass. Yeah, Crichton Duke is kind of like a smooth talker. Yeah. I would love to, like, those two need to sit down for a fucking cheeky bev, for yeah. sure. A beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, though, um, Jason picks off the soldiers one by one and gets to fucking Sergeant Brodsky, stabs him through the back into the rib cage, and Sergeant Brodsky goes... It's gonna take a lot more than a fucking poke in the ribs to get me. And then he stabs him again in his other ribs and he goes, yep, that ought to do it. And we think that he, like, dies that way. But he comes back later. (laughs) Can we talk about the, like, ship's captain who is completely useless and, like, also delusional? Yeah. About the whole thing? Well, the, the scientist guy? The guy who's trying to make a profit yeah. off of um, the main freezing scientist. The, these two. Yes. And how, like, when stuff starts to go to shit, he's like, oh, yeah. he, like, panics, and then Jason yeah. is about to kill him, and he's like, oh, here's your machete, now you, everything's okay, right? He's happy now, he's not gonna kill us! And then he gets killed. Yeah, like, he gets decapitated. <laughs> Professor Brandon Lowe is technically, I would say, the secondary killer you root for his kind of death because. But and what about that scene where he has that freaky sex? 
Oh my god. Yes, dude. Okay. He has sex with one of the students and she has the biggest she has this clamp. At first I thought forceps. Okay, so she, she has go, a pair of forceps. Yeah, she goes up to him and she goes, "How about that let's talk about my grade or whatever." And I thought that she had like shit to like for him to like open her up like a fucking gynecologist and I was like holy fuck like <laughs> but also what ended up actually those were used for was like to pinch his little nipples he she t- was pinching and twisting his nipple nip, but nipples nipples it's nipples so when she pulls these forceps out and is, like, going at his nipple, I swear there's a scene where it looks like they're really digging into his yeah. side. Like, she's, like, I thought fucking, he, yeah, like, impaling. killing him, like, <laughs> penetrating his nipple with these forceps. And he just screams. He's wearing, like, women's lingerie, oh, yeah, too, is. and he's, like, hit me. <laughs> or something. Harder! Yeah, he's like, like, yeah, you're like, you're a good girl. <laughs> and then he goes, you get an A! It's so crazy. It's, it's fucking bizarre. So, this guy is weird. A freak. Um, anyways, he fucking dies. Um, and then his head gets revealed later when Jason kills the engineer who ends up at the captain's quarters trying to like fucking land the ship or some shit. That's when the ship wrecks. So yeah. the ship wrecks into that small uh, commune well, in the that sky. W- that was before. This is like later on in the movie. No, but when like he kills the He kills the pilots, pilots but that's when it crashes, right? Yeah, this is correct. But he the engineer goes back to the pilot's quarters to do something, maybe send a distress signal or something. He's trying to take control of the ship because he's the engineer. This is, like, later on in the movie. There's body parts all over the fucking cockpit, and... Yeah, like, weird, nasty Yeah, it's shit. gross. And, um, the... Jason just shows up, holds the professor's head, and... The guy, like, laughs because he thinks that it's the professor, I guess. And then he realizes that it's Jason and then he gets killed. Um, But, yeah. So we know from that that Jason just wanted his little old machete to decapitate the professor. Yeah. Um, The rest of the teens, sort of, it's Rowan. It is Janessa, who is kind of like this snarky gal like i liked janessa um there's km14 who's the robot there's who is like a dominatrix yeah well he, she turns into a dominatrix later oh yeah there's like a fucking okay so sooneron <laughs> sooneron is like the nerdy dude that created km he's the donatello they, of the group they have like a fucking like relationship but he like he he tries to, like, put nipples on her, but she's a robot, so I guess they fall off. And she just, like, is insecure because she'll never be as a real enough woman for him or whatever. And he's like, it's okay, baby. I like you just the way you are, without your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, and then there's, like, the girl whose boyfriend died, like, in, like, the first two deaths on the ship. I don't even fucking remember her name. This character, that character pissed me the fuck off, which we'll get to later. But basically, it's all of them and Rowan, and they're like, okay, the first plan is to get in an escape pod, and the fucking dumb binge whose boyfriend died basically freaks the fuck out when the engineer gets killed and locks herself in the escape pod and doesn't let the rest of the crew in and she's just like I'm just gonna fucking leave y'all basically but she doesn't know anything about anything and basically starts to leave with the fuel hoses still attached to the escape pod and the escape pod blows up. So that was their only chance of escaping via that. And she completely fucked it up for everyone. And I'm just like, why? And they kept being like, please let us in. It's okay. He's literally not here. And she just goes, no. <laughs> and then just, she's just like, I'm gonna send it, and then just like floors it, but she doesn't realize she's connected to the main ship still. So there's like this tail that's fucking chaining her to the ship, and she just floors her spaceship into the side of the main ship with this tail connecting them. So dumb. And so explodes dumb. the cockpit of the ship. So. Dumbass bitch award goes to that character. The so I think the next course of action is that we get Dominatrix KM, who has like she has like a has million every guns. Gun. Yeah, she's literally in like this like literal Dominatrix outfit, like with a collar suit and, and everything, like high heels or some shit. And she just fucking obliterates Jason, blows his head off, shoots him a billion times, like, cuts off his arms and legs, pretty much, like... She gets stabbed in the gut by his machete, and, like, at first you think she's, like, hurt by it, and then she comes back. Psych! Yeah, it was, like, that was a cool scene, and it was really satisfying to watch Jason die in that way. Um, this is like an action movie. Yeah. It's fucking... Y'all, actually, Jason X is really good and very much highly recommend. But, um, basically, Jason gets, like, blown to smithereens and lands on this, like, kind of, like, slab thing. And I didn't realize this, but the slab was, um, that's, like, where the nanobots rebuild tissue and stuff. Oh, also, by the way, um, our boy, Sergeant Brodsky, was healed, so he's, like, good as new again, and the next plan after killing Jason is to call for help because the ship is running out, hitting the Solaris thing, like, fucked them up, and basically they're gonna, like, explode in, like... 30 minutes or some shit like that. So the shit or like part of the ship is just going to like die. So they're like, okay, we need to call for help. So they call for help. He's like, we can get there in 45 minutes. Then they realize this thing about the ship. Then they're like, okay, but we can actually just blow 
up this part of the ship and separate from that problem part of the ship and that will buy us time to where we can safely get rescued. While they're focusing in on that plan, Jason gets rebuilt <laughs> with nanobot technology <laughs> and turns into... Which we've already seen be used on, like, three other characters yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, he is turned into what is known as Uber Jason. So he has... This chrome mask. Let's pull up a picture. Of the mask picture. kind of looks like an X on his face. Like it's kind of stretching across his face. Fun fact about Uber Jason. Um, same effects guy that made the RoboCop. Yeah, the same know? designer who designer. designed RoboCop's design. His name is Stefan Stefan Dupree Dupont which is cool because you can obviously tell yeah it looks like the Robocop kind of yeah his mask is very like he has red eyes yeah Kane he's, is wearing red contact lenses he's like half he's like sort of like his some of his flesh that survived is encased in sort of like machinery and then the nanobots built the missing parts of him with like synthetic tissue so it kind of looks like he was like 3d printed basically on half of his <laughs> body has on his arm and leg and then his like you know his mask is kind of like it looks like just it's chrome and not futuristic. it's futuristic and then he obviously has like this very exposed brain and um basically everyone he gets he pops up and everyone's like oh fuck <laughs> he was fucking rebuilt <laughs> and they're like okay km can you like kill him and she's like i can try <laughs> And she tries shooting him. He's indestructible. Officially indestructible. Um, she gets decapitated by him, but she obviously is a robot, so she survives, like, Prometheus style, I would say, with when Michael Fassbender gets decapitated by the fucking, like, guy. And <laughs> they just have, like, the fucking guy, the, what's his name? sooner on fucking carries her head around the rest yeah. of the movie um so basically the rest of the movie is just like them trying different ways to like get rid of jason so one of the teens gets trapped in the chamber with him and basically enacts the blow up this part of the ship plan while he's so he like blows that up you think that jason and him die jason's like out in space like you think that that problem is solved suddenly jason's machete fucking machete stabs through the ship and creates a hole that creates a vacuum and the um 
There's one of like the girl a, characters gets sucked through the hole and dies. Yeah, there's like a grate that gets sucked there. But so they when make she it gets, out. yeah, when she gets sucked through, she's like, "This sucks on so many levels." Was yeah. her last words. I'm like, "You gotta, you gotta give it to her." It's funny till death. Um, and she gets like shredded through these like fucking grates. Then they escape. Then the next fucking issue is that the door won't open. The fucking rescuer is attached to the ship at this point. And the ship is about to blow up again. <laughs> so basically they're like trying to fucking like the the fucking um sergeant goes out to fix the part of the ship that would open the door. Rowan and Sooneron are, like, trying to figure out how to distract Jason, and Sooneron puts him through the, the virtual reality, like, simulator thing. And he brings Jason to Camp Crystal Lake, where we get, like, the, such a fucking fan service scene in the best way. <laughs> It's like sepia tone, too. Yeah, so Jason is in Crystal Lake, and there's two teen girls, and they're basically just like, we love pre- I can't wait to fucking have premarital sex and get drunk. We love premarital sex. And they're, like, smoking weed and drinking and shit and get into- They take off their shirts. Yeah, they flash some nudity. Yeah, and then, um- they get into their sleeping bags, and then we get the fucking, like, iconic sleeping bag kill from the seventh movie, but double down. He basically uses one girl to slap the other girl, and then he throws her against the tree. Referencing um, part seven. Yeah. So, that was fun. But eventually, Jason figures out that this was all a ruse, but... He, the fucking Rowan, Sooneron, and KM's head managed to escape, and then Sergeant Brodsky and Jason face off just as the, just as the, um, the ship, like, explodes. So, they're watching that they're safe. Then they see Jason in space debris flying towards them, but Sergeant Brodsky comes again and fucking grabs Jason and they fight. And then Jason and Sergeant Brodsky are falling through Earth 2's... Like a comet. Yeah. They're falling through Earth 2's atmosphere, and that's how Sergeant Brodsky dies. They burn up. But we see, like, the comet... Jason Comet land in a lake at a camp in Earth 2 and two teens notice and they're like, oh, what's that? Let's go check it out. And then that's so that's Jason. Jason's mask falls into the lake and into the bottom of the lake setting it up for like a potential sequel again. Yeah. <laughs> that never will happen ever. Oh, and then the fucking... 
the OG. You finally hear the OG theme in this one. Yeah. But, and it's also weird, because, like, I was always under the impression that that mask was no longer really a mask, but just part of his, like... Robot. Robo-cyborg body. Yeah. Like, that was just... Because the metal is the same as the metal that, like, builds out his arm and stuff. So it's weird to imagine what his face looks like if you take that mask off. That's true. But also, like, you do see that it is protecting, like, the fleshy... He has, like, exposed brain and... I don't know if that's his brain or if it's just burnt skin. Hmm. But I'd have to look at it. But, like, it is, like, his... It's... It's... A mask on flesh. There's some... It's mostly robot, like, synthetic material, but there is some flesh in case still, you know? I guess I just am saying, like, it seems like that's bonded with his body. Yeah. It, It definitely is, but... Falling through the atmosphere of Earth, too. <laughs> Probably disintegrated. I mean, in theory, disintegrated his, all of the organic material. Yeah, it just left him as just a steamy mask. Yeah, but we'll never fucking know if, you know, Jason just terrorizes Earth, too, and the cycle just starts over again, or if it's Someone just... needs to make a sequel to... Jason Goes to Hell, and a sequel to Jason X, and even a sequel to Jason Takes Manhattan, where they deliver on what the movie sounds like it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. Like, Jason Takes Manhattan, someone should make a sequel where Jason's just actually in Manhattan from start to finish of the movie, (laughs) and Jason Goes to Hell, it should be Jason in Hell fighting demons and shit, or some, like, doom-looking shit. That would be pretty cool. I'm not going to lie, that would be Yeah, that would be fucking sick. Um, Maybe The Rock could be in it. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Let's make it happen. And Jason X, I feel like it should be Uber Jason the whole time. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought that it was going to be... For some reason, I feel like someone described the plot to me, like, forever ago, but they definitely didn't know what the plot was, because I thought that it was going to be like, they took cells from Jason or whatever, like from Jason's body. You really and want just this like to be made... Jurassic Park. No, but I literally <laughs> thought that that was the thing. And then like I saw it, I was like, oh, it's just like literally Jason on the ship for most of the movie. And then he just so happens to be turned into. It's like that movie later. Encino Man. But I've seen that. It's a, uh, I think that's what it's called. It's about these like, it's like a stoner kind of movie mm-hmm. about these like high school kids who find like a Sasquatch or like an not a Sasquatch, a prehistoric man, like a ape man. <laughs> what do you call it? Neanderthal? A Neanderthal. A Neanderthal found frozen in ice and they thought him and like hang out with him. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and that's like what this <laughs> Yeah, but instead of hanging out, Jason just kills people. But I guess Rowan hangs out, so, you know. Is that what the movie's called? Encino Man? Yeah, 1992 American comedy. Oh my god, I totally remember. Or the Stone Age meets the Rock Age. Holy shit, that's funny. 
I'll show you. A Why did I? I feel like I've heard the title Encino Man, but I always saw it for some reason. It was like a gangster movie. Oh, Brendan Fraser's in this too. I didn't realize. Nice. Is he the Neander <laughs> Is he the Neanderthal? Look, his shirt has cows on it. That's I want that. No, he's not the Neanderthal. He's just like a guy. Like, no, he, he is. is. They just style him. Oh my god, that's fucking funny. I haven't seen it. Last time Dude, I watched this was with Derek. Brandon Frazier was in so many fucking good movies. This used to time. come on TV all the time. I would always watch, like, my Brendan Fraser movie growing up was George of the Jungle. I was like, <laughs> that was like the Brendan Fraser movie I watched all fucking time. Um, we, we definitely owned it on um, fucking VHS. I don't know if I've seen that. I, I seem so to remember dumb. when it came out, though, it's maybe. so dumb. What year did that come out? I don't know. Let's see. George, George, know, George of the Jungle. Yeah, this movie is bonkers. 97. Watch out for that tree. Nice. His face. He's got a funny face. He's kind of daddy. Look at him now, though. Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> He's just old. Like, it's not his fault. He got a little bloated. Oh, was his man's in that? Anyways. Anyways, fuck. Okay, Jason X, we're talking about that movie now. <laughs> one um, thing that one thing that I really appreciate about Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X, and to a lesser extent, Jason Takes Manhattan, is that all of these movies seem like one-offs and like what-if type stories. Mm -hmm. Like, what if Jason went to Manhattan? And it's just a very comic book type thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Like, Growing up and, like, reading comics and going to comic stores, I always remember seeing crazy crossovers. Like, when I was younger, there was a crossover with, like, Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whoa. But it was, like, the modern-day iterations of those franchises in comic book form. So it was, like, the rebooted TMNT mm. crossed with, like, Transformers. And this was, like, the era that the Shia LaBeouf... Michael Bay Transformers were, were coming out. So it was like a contemporary crossover. And like DC and Marvel have crossed over yeah. a million times. Like different movie franchises have crossed over like Terminator and Robocop. And I feel like movies, like especially nowadays when it's like there's such a financial investment and there's so high stakes because there's so much money involved you kind of can't have like a flop mm -hmm. so they only do like the most foolproof concepts that are like lab tested to be good at the box office yeah. so you don't get a lot of these like odd like one off random ideas that get made into a full movie mm -hmm. like Jason going into space is like an idea that you would like pitch and it's like that would never get made yeah but back then, you could get a movie like that made, yeah. which is so cool. And, like, comics, that's always been a thing. I guess it's just easier to, like, collaborate between studios and, like, who gets the money, the the revenue. It's, like, a whole process where yeah. everyone wants to collaborate and, like, share characters. Like, the 
Spider-Man being allowed to be back into the like Marvel, Marvel. Cinematic Universe. That was, was like, like a whole the most fucking recent thing. one, but it yeah. was like this big drama. I'm like, it's just a fucking character. And like, even then, it's like you know, like Spider Verse isn't on Disney Plus. Yeah, exactly. And shit like that, just like little things like that. Um, there was speaking of just like creating these different things. I want to go back to when we talked about like Jason and the, there was a lot of different ideas to kind of like, again, buy time for Freddy versus Jason to be sort of finalized and perfected because that was like the big goal of the next film, but they also wanted to make another Jason movie. So um, there a few ideas were Jason in the hood and there was like Jason in wintertime. And you mentioned while we were watching that, that the director from Friday the 13th, Jason, or Jason Lives. Yeah, Friday the 13th, Tom Part McLaughlin. Six, Tom McLaughlin. Talked about, okay, yeah. I'll so, our favorite movie in the franchise, maybe, at least mine, <laughs> is Jason Lives, Part 6. And that's directed by Tom McLaughlin. It's the only Friday the 13th movie he's done to date. But we recently watched an interview that the YouTuber Christian Hannah Horror conducted interviewing Tom McLaughlin, and they talked about this, like, script he wrote, and he, like, had it crowdfunded or something to, like, have it made into a short film for a sequel to Jason Lives where Jason is in the snow mm-hmm. in the wintertime at Camp Crystal Lake. And the way he talked about it sounded really fucking sick. Yeah. But it would just be a short, like, one-off, low-budget film. So maybe they could pitch that to a studio or something, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It seems like it wouldn't be in the canon. Yeah. I don't think that that's... He'd have to get the rights to it and stuff, right? And I definitely feel like um, Friday the 13th, I feel like, especially since all of these big horror movies are being rebooted, um, like, I can see it sort of going down the road of, like, maybe the reboot would be, like, prioritized over, like, let's make a fucking, like, Jason in the Snow movie because, like, now, like, it is popular and it is a box, like, a box, like, a reboot of Friday the 13th would do well in the box office, I think. I think it's, yeah, I think it's primed and ready for yeah. <laughs> that um, to happen because it's been long enough. There's, like, Halloween is already back and there's some mm-hmm. hype around that. Well, Halloween's been back twice yeah. since the Friday the 13th reboot because there was Rob yeah. Zombie's films, mm-hmm. which came out the first one around the same time. But I think Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie came out in, like, twenty. 12, yeah. 2010. Yeah. So that was well after the Friday the 13th reboot. Mm-hmm. But now that it's back again with Jamie Lee Curtis and they're taking like a different approach where it's just continuing the series like from the old movies, like same Michael Myers, I feel like I want them to do that same thing with Friday yeah. the 13th where yeah. instead of like having to reboot it and tell this origin story Mm -hmm. all over again because most people like get it at this point yeah you don't have to like handhold them 
the audience yeah. in that way. You could just start with Jason just doing Jason shit. Yeah. And it would just be a new iteration on the character, kind of like how um, Goes to Hell and Jason X yeah. just kind of just start. And Jason takes Manhattan, too. Mm. Right, kind yeah. of. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, like, there's only, I feel like. Within the 13th franchise, like, there's always room for someone to say the lore, but I would say in the three latest that we've seen, it's usually, like, a sentence or two versus in the earlier movies and even in the reboot, which we watched, like, a few months ago, um, there's, like, a whole campfire scene where they talk about it. We also, like, very blatantly see... Scenes from the previous movie cut and shit yeah, and like I do that, like those so. campfire scenes and explaining yeah. the lore because it kind of fits into the lore nicely mm-hmm. in that it's like a campfire tale yeah. in origin. It's yeah. like how these stories get started and it's kind of like writing the mythology of the like campfire story where it's like there's this guy in the woods kill- who kills people mm-hmm. who do bad things mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's, like, telling you all of this crazy backstory to this mythological, you know, yeah. mythical character yeah. who's, like, in folklore. Yeah. But, There's an element uh, of, like, folklore to yeah. just the Friday the 13th campfire setting. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that, I'm, I don't know, there's... But I will say that that type of storytelling, I'm not sure fits into the, like, into a 2021 Friday the 13th reboot in a 2021 style, like, reboot fashion. I feel like they wouldn't, I feel like it would just be, like, we see Jason, I don't know, like, starting out, like, some sort of, like, artsy shot of Jason, like, fucking, like, in the woods hunting or I don't fucking know but yeah. um I definitely I know they're gonna make another one eventually it might not be for a couple years or whatever but I think it's gonna happen and I'm just gonna be so excited to mm-hmm. to go see that just because we're so invested in yeah. this franchise at this point they're like and we know so much about it that it will be interesting to see what they do come up with because there's so many different things. Like, I could come up with, like, five good ideas right now for just what would be cool to see in a Friday the 13th. And honestly, I would love to just see, like, fucking Tom McLaughlin just do the next fucking movie, like, the next feature that goes in theaters, but um, I definitely don't think that the studio would let that out. I feel like they're, like... If we're going to fucking make a Friday the 13th film, it's going to be a moneymaker, period. We're not going to get weird with that. But I am looking forward to if this short gets produced, like, seeing that. But I don't think we're going to get Jason in Snow feature length, but... I do feel like maybe studios are starting to come around on, like, more adventurous ideas. Just because Marvel has kind of, like started to with their like cinematic universe yeah kind of go out there with like some of their franchises you know where yeah ragnarok or whatever is kind of like zany and it's kind of like a comedy yeah or like 
you know, certain movies take on different tones that seem a little bit like from left field. That's so I could, true, but I can see yeah. them with like Friday the Thirteenth, maybe like trying to bring in like an element of humor or camp, maybe like. But Craig, like we talk about this a lot, like the style of filmmaking of horror filmmaking in our time currently like so dark it's so dark so gritty people want to make the dark gritty scary they don't want to make the like kind of meta like funny like i don't know like it's just a different i mean there are like zany horror movies don't fucking get me wrong and there are movies that are like kind of like in that 80s style that we but love it's, it's so much, weird but because it's, it, it doesn't seem like a new iteration on it. It yeah. seems like a throwback or it's like constantly referential instead of just being like, like I, I think there's a lot to be said for subtlety when it comes to like injecting your horror movie with comedy. It's like yeah. a hard thing to do. Yeah. But I think in the 80s it was easier to do. Well, at least for a modern day audience looking back at the eighties, it was mm-hmm. it's easier to accept that on its like aesthetic merits alone. Yeah. Yeah. So like we can look back and like look at the outfits and the songs and like certain choices that are no longer relevant and laugh at them. Mm-hmm. But when they were relevant at the time, I guess it comes off as just like I don't know what the word would be, yeah. blase or something like it's just yeah. normal and therefore generic and lame and i feel like we kind of get that and maybe if in 10 years we revisit some of the movies we shit on so much we'll appreciate them in a different way maybe maybe that's me speaking but yeah i I get less excited about like the dark and gritty movies because i just feel like they're all like that now though there can be good ones like hereditary i think it was a really fucking good movie Mm-hmm. And it's very dark and serious yeah. and grim and, like, almost no levity. Yeah. The levity comes from, it. like, mm-hmm. a few scenes with, like, this teenager partying. Yeah. That's, like, about it. Basically. Um, okay. And that was a long rant for yeah. me. That was good, though. Um, but I, I just hope that with, like, whatever comes next for the Friday the 13th franchise that they're not completely closed off to doing something a little different. Like, it, maybe I'm wrong, but just the fact that there's movies like Detective Pikachu yeah. or, like, shit like yeah, that's that true. coming out where I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is that? Like, this seems like just a big so bunch random. of movies that's, like, yeah. really weird that they would choose to do that. Or, yeah. like, maybe Mortal Kombat would be example but yeah more i mean mortal Kombat honestly felt like a huge cash grab true <laughs> but yeah i, don't I know. just hope they like do something cool and yeah. not just like play it by the books yeah make a dark and gritty yeah. modern update on um, the first friday the thir- yeah. third friday the 13th the honestly it would be kind of cool to see the first friday the 13th where it's just pamela and they just like never that would be like, gnarly that would honestly be kind of fucking cool i would definitely be down for that 
Um, I feel like that's something Rob Zombie would do if he remade. Yeah, dude. Like he, I feel like Rob Zombie because with the first Halloween, it's like a whole origin story mm -hmm. for Michael Myers as like a child and shit when he rebooted it. I could see him like wanting to go back and tell this whole origin story, like yeah. show scenes with Pamela and Elias Voorhees, or yeah. and then Jason as a child, and then his death, and then her killing people, and then it ends with like J however Jason mm -hmm. survives and starts killing, yeah. and then there's a Friday Thirteenth two, and it's yeah, also, keeps going. Yeah, and I will say that would be like, cool. That would be really cool. And honestly, when you mention Rob Zombie, like Rob Zombie is really good at making s women scary, like the women villains like i'm just thinking of yeah. fucking house of a thousand corpses and devil's rejects and like the female characters in that are like really terrifying and sinister so i would like to see him directing like a pamela Voorhees. that'd be cool totally all right rob you know what to do I feel like most people would think that that's, like, a pretty bad idea. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's a good idea, and you know what? It's my fucking podcast, so fuck you. <laughs> he has and, a style, and he has good ideas. Yeah, so. plus, and House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, as well, in a way, are both, like, scary and gritty, but also have the sort of whimsical comedy that we both like yeah. so i think he's a horror fan yeah so just... yeah rob zombie for um remaking friday the 13th the first one pamela Voorhees is the main villain but we can also have a little jason sprinkled in there as well um let's go back to jason x and let's go ahead and give our rating so Let's, what What do you want to do the rating as? We could do a bunch of things. We could do, um... Should we do it out of 10 million uh, nano ants? Oh, that would be good. I was either going to say the nano ants or, um, the fucking KM's, like, guns. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the nano ants. 10 million. Let's do that. Um, so out of 10 million nano ants, I'm going to give this like, <laughs> how about 6,752,821? Fair. <laughs> what are your reasons? Out of 10 million nano ants. And what would that like heal? What would the... So if... <laughs> I think if, like, you got your entire right leg blown off mm -hmm. and, like, maybe your pinky, one pinky finger, I think it would heal, like, all of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have reasonings why? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I definitely liked it a lot. I like, even part seven, we... we talk about this every episode but even part seven i still like Haley doesn't really like that one yeah i think in general Haley is a little bit tougher on some of the movies whereas i kind of just like them all that i've seen and some of them i really fucking like so the worst friday the 13th movie for me is probably still like a six mm -hmm. 
But that being said, this movie is, like, on the lower end, just in terms of my enjoyment. Like, while I will say that Jason X, Uber Jason's character design, when he becomes Uber Jason, is, like, fun and campy and cool, I think I much prefer, like, other designs of the character, and I prefer, like, either the Part 7, like, really fucked up version, or, like, the old school hockey mask version. Yeah. Um, so, it's not my favorite Jason. I think it's harder to, like, get to know the teens in this one. Mm. Like, they, they're not giving given as much backstory mm. or, like, development, and they're just kind of more generic in terms of what characteristics they do have. Whereas, like, some of the older movies, they, like, ham up the different characters like particular traits so much to where it's like that's the goofball that's the stoner this is like the nerdy girl who wants to be popular Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. like yeah so much easier to get to know those characters when they give a little bit of like a simpler like more identifiable traits to them. Yeah. And in this one, they're all just kind of like space people saying space shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not Basically, like... Basically, They yeah. don't have like personalities, except one's like nerdy. Yeah. And has a robot. Yeah, basically. That's very true. The um, kills... It has one amazing kill, which is no secret. It's the fucking first, like, kill in the, the future. Ship, yeah. In the spaceship. It's the head in the cryo tank and then crushed on the counter mm. is so good. But aside from that, there's like a few more notable kills, like maybe three. Mm-hmm. And for it to have the most in the franchise up until this point, I feel like to only have one really good one and then like a couple other okay ones is like kind of yeah. bad. I so feel like it's, quanti- yeah, it's quantity, not quality. Totally. Like, but... I would take some most of the kills from the first movie or like yeah. the second movie over over like the de- yeah the more boring ones yeah. in this one. I feel that. Um all right. But I do like the movie a lot. It's got a lot of heart. Mhm. It's very fan servicey. It's very campy and fun and it's like very self-aware that it's the 10th movie in the franchise. Like all of the people who worked on this movie that we watched be interviewed in the commentary they just kept saying, like, yeah, we knew we were making, like, a silly, campy, one-off movie. We weren't, like, like, when it's funny, it's supposed to be funny, and it's supposed to be campy. I feel like some people are really harsh on this movie because they think it's bad and it doesn't know it, mm-hmm. but I think this movie knows that it's a campy, dumb, yeah. bad movie, and yeah. I think it, like, wallows in that. Yeah. Whereas, like... Yeah, I don't know. I think it was, like, a misreading on the audience part at the time that was partially why it was, like, so poorly received. It was before its time. I think so. Like, I think time has been good to this movie and that now people can watch it just on a purely for fun. Yeah. And, like, appreciation. Like, let's just watch this interesting, weird, odd, fun movie Mm -hmm. instead of it being, like, well, I don't like the way they did this with Jason, and it doesn't connect with this. And yeah. It's, like, a good movie. It's a good installment in the franchise. Mm, I agree. So, my rating would be 
I it was ten thousand nanobots, ten million nanobots. Ten million. Okay, so I would give this um probably nano like, ants. Nano ants. I would give this like maybe like you said like you said such a specific one. I'll give this like okay. I'm gonna give this six million nine hundred thousand. Nano almost a seven million. Almost nan- a seven million, and also ants. a play on sixty-nine. <laughs> so, so you could have done six million seven hundred thousand four hundred and twenty. Whoa. Point six six six. Or I could have done. <laughs> anyways, um, my reasonings basically agree with everything that Craig said. Like this movie's really fun. Um, fan servicey, like them bringing Uber Jason to Crystal Lake. That's like, I feel like if that scene wasn't there, well, it would still be like really fun and amazing. But like that was like the fucking Chef's Kiss moment. That was a highlight. That was a highlight for sure. And um, you know, docking points like this. <laughs> love Kane. No, big respect for Kane Hotter. Love this man, but Jason's design for some reason just felt flat to me, and it literally felt like Kane Hodder with like the bare minimum makeup on. I could tell it was Kane Hodder, bless you, which is fine, but like I'm just saying, like in terms of Jason, like we have officially reached like I would take Baghead Jason over over. The design yeah. of Jason in this in the first part. And I Uber Jason would. Uber Jason was cool, but honestly I like Uber Jason a lot. Like at this point I'm thinking it would be cool to have like a Spider Verse type movie yeah. where Jason just meets all of his different oh, that would iterations. Be cool. Because I would like he's that. literally different in every single movie. Yeah. He, even if it's just slightly, he's different in every movie. That's so true. Every single movie he his prosthetics or his mask or like the clothes he's wearing is different. That would be a cool concept. But yeah. They kinda so, do that in the game. Like you can just choose yeah, which the type. Jason you wanna be, so you're just like I'm Uber Jason killing people in Crystal Lake. God, I really want to play the fucking game. Okay, so going back to my rating, characters, not super strong. Um, One of them, like, literally pissed me the fuck off. I was, that was, like, the dumbest bitch move in any of the fucking, like, franchise history of fucking driving that spaceship. It was so bad. But, um, I, I liked Rowan, um, I liked the nerdy guy, KM, like, was kind of cringy, but in a funny way, <laughs> like, some of her face, facial expressions, I was like, this is, like, so weird, <laughs> but, like, I did like this, like, I liked this indestructible cyborg facing off against Jason, that was pretty cool, um, and, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Good good movie. Highly I do recommend it. Um, it's fun. It's a fun one. I definitely recommend it to a certain type of like movie fan. Like if yeah. you're like us, you watch you go to movies for all kinds of different reasons. Like we watch so many movies. Sometimes we watch like Jason X or sometimes we watch some like 
high art, like, <laughs> foreign film from the 60s. Yeah. Like. We're, we're wild and crazy. I like. feel like, <laughs> honestly, though, I feel like. No, yeah. Certain people would watch this and they'd be like, that's utter garbage. I'm angry the whole time I'm watching this. Like, I'm not paying attention. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. People would say that this is trash, but we find something we find redeemable something about anything. it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate movies like this more where they, like, try lots of different things and, like, they just try new shit. And it's easier to forgive these horror movies because they are so low budget mm-hmm. and, like, it's like a passion project almost. Yeah. Like, it's easier to forgive them for their mistakes, but, yeah, it's just like this movie wears its heart on its sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's like they genuinely wanted to make, like, a good Jason movie. Yeah. And, Unpredictable and different. Yeah, and I think they did it. And they all said that they're self-aware enough to know that, like, they're not in it to make, like, some Oscar-winning yeah. movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they worked hard on it, guys. Please watch the movie. Um, so Sometimes I feel like the rating, hopefully you guys know that our ratings are basically bullshit. Yeah, they are. Because they're all different um, numbers parameters. And of yeah. the, there's no scale. Yeah, because like we just come up with it on the spot yeah. and usually we like all of these movies or yeah. like at least find them watchable. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, a movie that I just like would give like a zero is something that I watch and it's just so forgettable and like boring that yeah. there's no reason to even think of it again. Yeah, it's but just, none like, of the movies that we But think none of are, these are, are like are that. I like that and also like Craig and I like love fucking movies and love to talk about them and look do you think about them critically etc etc but at the same time like I'm not gonna fucking be like yeah like I'm the authority like listen to my rating I'm not a fucking film critic I'm just like someone that likes fucking movies yeah sometimes I so sometimes I'll shy away from calling like, if I have to post on the MPGP Instagram account, I try not to use the word review because I don't want to be, I don't want this to necessarily be considered a review. Yeah. But more it's just, like, talking about a movie we like. Yeah, exactly. So. It's just kind of, like, nerdy commentary and thoughts on a movie rather than, like, trying to determine if it's good or not for the viewer, like, you can basically assume, if we're talking about it, that we at least like it to a certain extent. Yeah. Or at least it's, like, a part of a franchise that we like. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's our podcast. In case you forgot, it's Murders for Gallon of Popcorn. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Murders for per gallon of popcorn. Also, we're on Instagram, mpgp underscore podcast. And go yeah. there for all of my behind the scenes commentary. Oh, on. yeah. <laughs> Craig does a great job with the social media. And also, um, like I said earlier this episode, maybe we'll pop some merch, some merch shit 
soon, so who knows? But yeah, until then, I'm Haley. I'm Craig. Good night. <laughs>